Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 4th of September, 2023, the 18th of Elul, 5783, coming to you this morning from beautiful Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. I am just outside the walls of the old city. And we'll start here with breaking news. This just in from JNS News. Israel Defense Force soldiers clashed on Monday with Arab terrorists in Jenin in the first military operation there since a major campaign earlier this summer. And I'm just getting word here now via one of the new sites here on Instagram. According to security officials during this operation today in Jenin, three terrorists arrested, including a senior Hamas member. That was probably the main goal of today's operation. Combined operation between the army, Israel security services, the border police. So three wanted Hamas terrorists arrested in Janine here today. Firefights breaking out between the sides, the IDF and the terrorists. Um, the PA health ministry said that there were a number of people, uh, injured. A number, number of terrorists were injured on the other side. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Israeli forces overnight detained another 16 Arab terrorists throughout Judea, Samaria, and the Jordan Valley. So that all happening here this morning in Israel. Um, over the weekend here, JNS reported that Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah, he had a little soiree little get together in lebanon hosting hamas and pij palestinian islamic jihad terror chiefs this was saturday in beirut according to arab arab media reports the terrorist gathering there in lebanon assessing according to the reports assessing the situation in judea and samaria what they call the west bank word i don't use and uh, all of the violence directed towards what they call resistance, which is terror, terrorism and violence directed towards Israeli men, women, and children throughout uh, Judea and Samaria and throughout all of, all of Israel. A statement was released by the terror organizations. The firm position of all the forces of the access of resistance in confronting the Zionist enemy's occupation and its arrogance was emphasized. I guess that was what that was what was talked about during the meeting of these Jew haters. The meeting was held nearly a week after Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu warned Iranian terror proxies in the region that they would pay the full price for terror attacks against Israelis. So again, this type of news repeats itself over and over. When it comes to wanting to ethnically cleanse the Middle East of its Jewish population, it doesn't matter if you're a Sunni or you're a Shia or you're with Iran or against Iran or you're Hamas or PIJ or the Palestinian Authority or Hezbollah. Uh, there's always room. There's always room to get, to get along when it comes to hating Israel and plotting against Israel. That's how these terror groups roll. They might in their hearts hate each other, but they can always get on the same page when it comes to their goal of destroying the Jewish state of Israel. And I don't know how many times I've talked about this before, maybe dozens, if not more, over the years. But they're always willing to meet, get together, and plot pure evil, plot against the state of Israel. 
So that's the uh, that's the terrorism news. Maybe there'll be a little bit more later on. A separate story here, which just you know puts an emphasis on our attitude in general. I'll get to that in a minute. I'll explain. But first, the news report, also by JNS. Israeli ministers met on Sunday morning to discuss the government's response to Saturday's violent riots in Tel Aviv between rival Eritrean factions. Did you see this? Did you see these images? More than 170 people were injured, including 49 Israeli police officers. There was a demonstration by those Eritreans living in South Tel Aviv, those who are pro the current government there in that country, and those who are against. So the two sides, two sides here in Israel had a standoff using rocks and clubs and other weapons. They were at- attacking each other, attacking the police. Local businesses and cars destroyed, essentially. I saw the images. Prime Minister Netanyahu said that following the the severe severe disturbances in Tel Aviv, he has decided to convene a special ministerial team to examine measures to be taken against illegal infiltrators who took part in the disturbances, including steps towards deportation. Members of the Netanyahu-led coalition blamed the Supreme Court for creating the situation that led to the riot. Justice Minister Yariv Levin. He said, if anyone had any doubt as to why the judicial reform is so important and what we are fighting for, they received a crushing answer to that today. And that's one of the main points of this story here is the fact that the Supreme Court ruled time and time again that Israel has to let these people into the country. Israel has to let them stay here. Uh, The illegal infiltrators from countries in Africa. Again, the court's making a decision. Maybe, maybe this is even part of the reasonable reasonableness. I don't know. The courts say, no, Israel has to do what they think is the right thing and take in these people. And what we saw on Saturday, the images are really disturbing. This is the result. And here is our court system. But we, we have to be a light into the nations, right? And remember, this is what they say. Remember, Jews too once didn't have anywhere to go. Comparing 1939 in Germany and the situation today as if they're the same. Remember, remember, that's what they said. And that's where now look where things are right now. South Tel Aviv looks like South Central LA back in the 90s. And no, I'm not talking about color of skin. Because all the Israel haters on Twitter are accusing Israel of attacking and the police attacking people because of their skin color. And that's not what this is about. I'm talking about these people taken in by Israel, whomever they are, and using the freedoms we are offering them to spit in our face, and even worse, to attack each other and our police officers, and destroy businesses in Tel Aviv. And the images are horrifying. Was it a one-day thing? Will it happen again? It's all very possible. What we did is we essentially took these two groups who hate each other from another country and put them, put them together in the same neighborhood. And maybe that, maybe that in itself could be called racist. We told them to play nicely and look how li- it literally blew up in our faces. And I doubt Israel will be able to deport these people 
We don't deport Arab terrorists and their families, and I bet we don't deport the, uh, those who tried to destroy South Tel Aviv on Saturday. And it all starts with the courts. In both of those arenas, whether it's the terrorism, whether it's the riots, it all starts with the courts. And that is, and I agree with the minister, that is why these reform, these reforms should be passed as soon as possible. The court has too much power making these unilateral decisions with no checks and balances. And that's how we get into a situation where South Tel Aviv is burning. Just absolutely horrible. Switching gears here. And I, I would have led with that story. If it wasn't for all the terrorism going on and all the necessary IDF military operations taking place. Likud lawmaker, also JNS here reporting, Dan Iluz sent a letter to UNESCO Director General Audrey Azulai, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, asking her to prevent ancient Jericho. Get this. Not surprising, really. Ancient Jericho, Jericho UNESCO wants to list it as being a part of the state of Palestine. Might as well say that Jericho is in Narnia. Let's create a fake state, give it a name. Decide that an ancient Jewish town, a town from thousands of years ago, perhaps the oldest town in the world, Jericho, will say it belongs to a place called Palestine. So member of Knesset Luz, who heads the Land of Israel Caucus, wrote to UNESCO against the move, explaining that the PA worked systematically to try to erase all of the Jewish people's connection to the land of Israel. Yiluz explained on Twitter, he said that a decision to assign Jericho to, quote, Palestine would constitute a blatant interference by UNESCO and a conflict in a conflict in which it is not its role to intervene. Jericho is first and foremost a city of biblical significance. Blurring this fact is an insult to millions of Jews and Christians all over the world. It is our duty to stop the PA's subversion and insist on our rights to our land. That, according to M.K. Danny Luz. So there was an emergency meeting yesterday, a gathering of the Land of Israel Caucus and the heads of the Esha Council and the Benjamin Regional Council uh, to go see Jericho for themselves and release different statements here. Remember, the United States left under Donald Trump, President Trump left UNESCO, and the Biden administration just this past June decided to rejoin. And um, Israel, of course, uh, also with, withdrew from UNESCO in 2017. By the way, if you, if you had any doubts about UNESCO and their motivations and who they are, According to this report, in between 2009 and 2014, they passed 47 resolutions. 47. 46 were directed against Israel. That's who UNESCO is. And it's a disgrace to the United States. It's part of UNESCO once again. These Jew haters at UNESCO, they are trying to destroy Jewish history and deny they're trying to deny a Jewish connection to the land of Israel and to our holiest sites. There's an ancient Jewish, I've seen it myself, an ancient Jewish temple, synagogue in Jericho. And of course, the U.S. under the Biden administration rejoined these guys. Will Israel rejoin one day? I hope not. Their mandate, UNESCO's mandate, is to deny, to deny 
4,000 years of Jewish history in Israel. That's all they do. Whether it's the Western Wall, the town of Hebron, Cave of the Patriarchs, now Jericho, you name it. UNESCO, the worldwide leader in the denial of Judaism. Judaism's connection to our holiest sites. That should be their uh, slogan. If it's up to them, Israel would cease to exist and the whole country would be called Palestine. If it was really up to them, if they're, if they're admitting what they really feel, how they really feel, that's what they really want. That's their true goal. Israel must try to stop this. And again, I don't know how. It seems that UNESCO just does what it wants. But wake up out there. Okay? Wake up and understand who these people really are. Do not stay silent with these haters. Get on board and tell UNESCO, tell them publicly, stop trying to erase 4,000 years of Jewish history by turning over, turning over our holiest towns and our holiest cities and our holiest sites to a fake entity called Narnia or whatever you want to call it, Palestine, okay? We talked terrorism before and we'll get back to there. Because of what's going on on the Gaza border here, reported by Arut Sheva, Israel National News, there was a violent disturbance with more than 100 Arab rioters on Friday along the border fence with Gaza. So Judea, Samaria, and Gaza as well. Rioters throwing explosive devices and attempting to cross into Israel proper were thwarted by IDF soldiers operating in the area. And uh, Times of Israel says here that what are they protesting? Living conditions. At least what that's what the terrorists who try to attack Israelis on the border are claiming. But it would make more sense to protest against Hamas. They're leaders if that were the case. But in reality, either those who are protesting are Hamas supporters themselves, or they're sent to the border by Hamas, or they know that if they protest against Hamas, maybe there are some of those who are in that category, they would be gunned down in the streets. So why not start against Israel where we use riot disposal methods before the actual live fire comes in as a last resort, of course. I'm just saying if Israel would show more strength, and again, let's be clear, I'm not blaming our troops down there who are keeping us safe, IDF troops keeping us safe. I'm talking about wishy-washy leadership if we showed real strength, they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare come near our borders if we showed true strength. Um, the, uh, unfortunately here, the uh, defense establishment preparing for an escalation in terrorist attacks ahead of the upcoming Jewish holidays. Of course, that's always a concern. Uh, the Jewish holidays and attempts by terror organizations to take advantage of the fact that we are uh, praying in synagogue as they try to plot to attack us. Um, on Thursday, well, last week in general, there were four major attacks over a 24-hour period. And on Thursday, Sergeant Maxim Mokhanov, a lone soldier from the Ukraine, was murdered in a terrorist car ramming near the Makabim uh, checkpoint that's near Modi'in. He actually is going to be laid to rest. I believe it's tomorrow. Uh, and they had to wait. His family coming in, arriving from the Ukraine. And I'm sure that was a very complicated process. So sad, so tragic. Um, 
his family having to come in and bury bury their son, their brother from war ravaged Ukraine, having to come here. And uh, there was a a post put out trying to encourage people to come to the funeral because again he's a lone soldier with very little family or friends here in this country. And just on my page alone, I saw that so many people responded that they would attend the funeral. Go to my Facebook page, and and you can find the uh, funeral details there in Hebrew. If you want them in English, let me know, and I'll go take a look. Uh, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but I can provide you those those listening in Israel and want to attend. I can provide provide you those details in English. If you send me an email, Josh at thelandofisrael dot com. Unfortunately, I uh, I can I can do that, but very sad. And again, a very, very violent 24-hour period where the jihadists were running wild last week between Wednesday and Thursday. Attacks in Jerusalem and near Hebron and other places as well. And of course, we are still getting bombarded by the daily uh, rock and firebomb attacks throughout Judea and Samaria. Let us finish on something positive, shall we? Israel's flag football youth team, the under-17 boys, takes gold at the European Flag Football Championship. Over the weekend, Israel's under-17 boys national flag football team won gold at the 2023 International Federation of American Football Junior European Flag Football Championships in Italy. More than 400 athletes from 12 countries competed in the three-day tournament. Israel won in the finals a 34-13 win over Serbia. Now, what makes this story unique, and I'm actually writing about this story for JNS News myself, is the fact that Israel forfeited a game. Because there are religious players on the team, Israel decided to forfeit a game scheduled for Shabbat. This is a big Kiddush Hashem, or a sanctification of God's name. That these athletes, these players, flag football team, and they're kids, by the way. They're under their teens. They decided they are not going to play on Shabbat. They're going to take a stand, even if it means a forfeit loss in the group stage of the tournament. Despite that loss, they were able to make their way to the finals where they crushed Serbia in the championship game. Congratulations to the boys, flag football team, under 17 from Israel, who are European champions. And this just shows that there is a bright future when it comes to flag football in Israel. Of course, I am, I'm definitely, you know, partial a uh, 13-year player in the flag football league here in Israel, thanks to Steve Leibowitz and uh, others, Danny Gwertz and everyone else involved in flag football in Israel. And now we have tackle football and whatnot, and we could do a whole show just about football. But anyway, congrats to the under-17 boys, soon-to-be men, um, and the future is bright for that sport, which, by the way, might be, if all if everything goes right, might be an official Olympic sport in the LA Games. I believe it's in 2028, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's going to do for today. My name is Josh Haston. This has been another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Get in touch with me during the week. Josh at thelandofisrael.com on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, or X, or whatever it's called. New renamed Twitter site on LinkedIn. Happy to get in touch with you. Happy to read your comments on the air. Big shout out to Benjamin Bresky, engineer extraordinaire, Tabitha Evestine for everything she does behind the scenes at the Land of Israel Network. Catch all the other 
shows on the Land of Israel Network at your favorite or on your favorite podcasting websites or apps. I think we're on a lot of different ones. So anyway, that's going to do it from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Everyone out there in the wonderful world, world of ours, have a safe week. Have a great week. One more show, please God, next Monday for the year 5783 before we head to Rosh Hashanah. Have a great week, everybody. Shalom, shalom.